Sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Second and goal from the two. Straight eye behind Bohannon. Fakes the handoff. Going to throw it. He's got it. Touchdown. Oh, it's Dylan Doyle. A second homecoming special. He has a touchdown rushing. He has a touchdown receiving. Two touchdowns today for Dylan Doyle. If I'm on and... uh... Suddenly, uh, programming went out on me, and uh, you let me know, Aaron, and we'll do whatever we need to do, even if we need to go to a different a different way of doing this. It's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, Aaron's telling me I am on, and I can't hear Aaron. Aaron, try to talk to me for a second. Let's see. Let's see if I have you. Uh, okay. Can you hear I me? Aaron, I bet y'all can hear Aaron, but I can't. So we'll get this all figured out. It was a big weekend, and uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, some gremlins are getting us to start of the show today. But fun weekend. Uh, Bears come out and beat BYU. Uh, Cowboys find a way. but They've lost that game before so many times. They'd had trouble against Belichick. They hadn't beat them in, like, whatever, seven times, I think, in a row. And it had been forever since they had uh, had beat New England. And, in fact, they, going way back when New England was uh, uh, first rolling, they beat them the first seven times, and then they ran out of juice. Well, last uh, yesterday, they found a way, and it was an enormous win for Mike McCarthy and and the Cowboys. And so we have... A lot planned for you today. Hopefully, we'll be able to get our guest on, and everything will be fine. And I'll be able to hear from my man Aaron Sexton in the in our uh, home studios. But uh, fun, uh, fun weekend for a lot of us. Uh, you know, yesterday the the Cowboys get that thing into overtime. That game changed about five or six times from what we thought we might be able to be talking about today, and then for cd lamb to have that walk off and then of course for it to become the biggest story coming off of that game is what's going on with Dak prescott's calf and i i don't know uh i don't i don't know exactly i mean they're looking at it they had the mri they think it's going to be okay he thinks he would have been able to play if he had had to keep going but he was in a walking boot and limping pretty badly Somehow, when he ran, when he kind of moved out there and then launched that game-winning touchdown, he did something uh, to his calf. And those calf strains are a little worrisome because there, it, it may not be what you would call a pull, but sometimes those strains can be what you call slight tears. Now, look at me now. Suddenly, you think, okay, Dr. Mosley, what's going on? Uh, well, no, we're going to have a real doctor on at about 425 today, Dr. Lance Ellis, acclaimed uh, uh, surgeon, and he's been out at Coriel, and he's getting ready to head over to Ascension Providence, and we're excited about that. And so Lance is going to join us, and uh, he uh, maybe stepped out of, he'll step out of surgery 
and then he'll be able to kind of help us as we think through this specific injury a little bit on what happens to the calf, what happens to the calf strain, and how worried should Cowboys fans be. Now, the good news is Cowboys uh, will, uh, you know, the situation uh, is that the Cowboys are going to go into a bye. Same thing for the Baylor Bears. And I, I just think for both re- – first of all, when you go into a bye, you want to go with a win. And the Bears now sitting pretty. I mean, this this team suddenly is ranked. They were ranked, then got beat at Oklahoma State. We're not ranked after that. And the Bears show back up in the AP rankings today at number 20. So that is an exciting thing. The other thing I wanted to say, um, and we'll talk lots about the Cowboys, lots about Baylor, good showing by BYU. Hey, welcome. Welcome the Mormons. Welcome LDS. We uh, enjoyed having you at McLean. I think um, I think everybody hopefully was uh, kind, and uh, I, I thought they would be. I didn't think it was a, a big deal. I, I did see some people being a little over the top with it. Let's just be naturally nice to our foes when they come in. And I and I, I, I saw one man as I was making my way over to the media entrance who was going a little bit over the top. Maybe he'd been overserved, but he was really – going above and beyond let's be normal okay let's not we're not like these are not different i mean these are normal human beings that have shown up on our campus and let's just be nice to them okay uh but i I think for the most part everybody was happy to see uh byu on our campus and uh i thought they were really i mean first of all i like that the uniforms that dark blue that was on the field, that was kind of a blue pants, I would say, and then white jerseys, as I recall. And then the, the shade of blue that the BYU people wear in the stands, I like that shade of blue. I really do. I usually don't want to, you know, embrace the opponents, but I did like that shade of blue. And I'm trying to think what it reminds me of. It's certainly, it's not SMU. It's a deeper, richer blue. SMU's a little lighter blue. But um, I like the blue, and I like what they brought, and I like the intensity, and I like the way that those fans sounded. And the Bears fans were saying BU, and the BYU folks were BYU, BYU. And the whole stadium was lighting up. And, uh, I mean, I, I thought everything went extremely well for the Bears. I thought there was some early adversity they had to overcome, but they did it. And uh, a really bad moment for Gary. Gary's down there. He's in the he's in the uh, red zone, and they decide to go for it on about fourth and two from the three or four yard line. And the Bears, uh, you know, it, it, hey, say what you will. This coach loves going for it on fourth down. I don't really have a huge problem with it. I really don't. I like it. But the play, you know, you had a, a option where I think you ran Ebner. I'm trying to remember who was in there. You had a play that you could have tried to get the first down with. And Gary got a little bit excited and threw the ball in the end zone, and you gave BYU some early momentum because they were able to bring that thing back out to the 20-yard line. Um, There were some issues in that game. The good news is the Bears overcame that. And uh, I think they were were used to deferring and um, and then having the ball – uh, in the in the second half, they they uh, to start the second half, they didn't. In this case, they uh, they BYU won and deferred, and the Bears had the ball first. So, I for the most part, 
I thought Gary played really well, and it is something. And Aaron, by the way, don't be, don't have your feelings hurt for whatever reason right now. Uh, but I'll get Aaron back involved, and we'll figure it all out. But Aaron, the uh, I got to say, Abram Smith having the hammer, having the big time hammer at tailback is really something. And on a homecoming celebration and boy that was fun the uh, office of baylor alumni which is the uh, presenting sponsor of our tailgate show and the baylor tailgate and our uh, game day live uh, that uh, i do with uh, with tom barfield and lark smith man great scene there great passion between both stand i thought the uh, the baylor line brought it and then of course uh, rg3 was there doing the game and he ran out with the uh, Baylor line. In fact, he was uh, trailing and had to kick it in because somebody beat RG3. He had a lead, and then somebody in the Baylor line kind of jumped out there in front of him, and so he had to turn it on there at the end, turn on the Jets. But good to have RG3 back, a man who has a statue right next to the stadium. He's a young man to have a statue. He's only 31 years old. But he does have a statue, and so it was good to have him back. Good to have a homecoming crowd. I thought the crowd was uh, tremendous. They were way into it. And quite honestly, it felt like a conference game, and soon that will be a conference game, as soon as, I guess, the 2023 season. Now, Baylor will go to Provo next year, and I want to make that trip. The mountains in the background, that's a gorgeous, gorgeous place. But this was a really good win for the Bears. Um, it's a, it was a strange game because it happens right in the middle of your conference schedule, and they aren't true conference foes yet. And so you had some things that, that the Bears could have come out flat. And, and, and while they made some mistakes early, you know – Man, they hung in there, and what they're what they're good at doing now. You know, a lot of these games will start seven seven, and you're like, okay, is this going to be back and forth? And then that defense settles in and plays some ball. Now, Puka, the the number twelve for uh, for BYU, extremely Nakua is his last name. Extremely impressive young man. Wow. I mean, now, you know, our man Boogie Barnes and uh, Raleigh Tejada are very, very accomplished and good cornerbacks. They had trouble in this game. They truly did because BYU could throw it up there. And and, and Nakua, I mean, I'm telling you, that guy was a great player. He made good adjustments on the ball. Later in the game, they had another player named Romney who made a great catch. I believe that was Garrett Romney. And I think they are kin to Mitt Romney, a, uh, a noted Mormon who ran for president a few years back. And I, I can't remember. Somebody uh, texted me and said, yep, yep, they're Mitt Romney. I don't know if they're nephews or how they fit into the Romney family, but they are part of Mitt Romney's family. Uh, really, I, I thought that Baylor, one of the things they're doing right now is Jalen Petrie, and I continue to call him the best player on this team, because I just truly think he is. And the man can, he, he, he just flat out, um, he, he, the, the, against the, on run blitzes, and then in the passing game, he does a little bit of everything. And, and then he'll hit you, 
if if they try to go almost with a wildcat, one time they, I, I say wildcat, it was just an RPO. And Jaron Hall, who I think is a talented young quarterback for BYU, Jaron Hall tried an RPO concept, and he before he knew what had hit him, uh, Jalen Petrie was back there in the backfield. Also, this was the game that Dylan Doyle, Baylor linebacker, ends up with uh, a sack, a touchdown catch, and a touchdown run. And for what Dylan Doyle had to go through and, and his his family and, and having to uh, have a, a job separation for his father for some things that happened that had nothing to do with the young man and transferring to Baylor, this guy has become an enormous part of the Baylor family. And he's as beloved as anybody on that team. And so they play him at fullback, and in this game, they used him like crazy. And they and they threw a pass to him. I mean, the guy can flat-out play. And I think back in high school, uh, he said after the game that he did play some tight end, and that may have helped him uh, both in his blocking and lining up and catching and all that kind of thing. So lots of fun today that we're going to have. we got a doctor that we're going to try to have on here at uh, four, uh, 425. Coming up, and we'll talk a little bit about Dak Prescott, and then we've got uh, all sorts of guests lined up for you today. It's going to be an exciting day to be a part of ESPN Central Texas. Remember, wake up with Tom Barfield every morning at 7 a.m. on this very station, and then at 3 o'clock it's John Morris, and then the Mosley Show takes you home every evening. All right, um, let's do this. Let's, Let's catch up on... Uh, some more Baylor, but we are going to check in with a surgeon on what's going on with Dak Prescott. That happens next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Quiet and calm conditions continue here in Central Texas with partly cloudy skies overnight. Low temperatures fall to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow, high of 81. And partly cloudy on Wednesday. It's going to be warmer with a high of 85. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Central Texas, talking sports live and local. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Ward Whites and me every weekday morning from 7 until 9 as we talk high school, college, and the NFL. John Morris will be here at 3 p.m., and then it's the Matt Mosley Show weekday afternoons 4 to 6. It's local sports talk, just the way you like it, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. Your hometown. This is our house. Home team. Always a thrill when the home team takes the bags to build. Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized bulgogi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha lime and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco.
I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys got an overtime win beating the Patriots 35 to 29 heading into the bye week on top of the NFC East. Dak Prescott was in a walking boot after the game. He injured his calf on the final play of the game and is expected to be fine. Movement in the AP Top 25, Georgia remains number one, followed by Cincinnati at two, OU at three, Alabama number four, and Ohio State rounding out the top five. Oklahoma State is at number eight, and Baylor is in at number 20. Monday night football tonight, Buffalo at Tennessee, kickoff at 7:15 on E. ESPN. ALCS continues tonight. Astros at the Red Sox. First pitch at 7.08. That series is tied at one game apiece. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. Bears have second and goal at the two. Bohannon under center. Straight eye behind him. The fullback is Dylan Doyle. Doyle gets the carry. He is in. (laughs) Dylan Doyle, the linebacker, gets the call. Touchdown, Bears. Dylan Doyle lined up at fullback, runs it in on homecoming. I like that. John Morris, when a a defensive player goes on offense and scores, John likes that. And I love the excitement. I thought John brought even more excitement on homecoming. There are a few of us here that uh, that did graduate from Baylor, and we, we get very excited around homecoming. And Aaron Sexton grew up a huge Baylor fan and remains one, so I think he has a little pep in his step on homecoming. And uh, Lark was on campus for a little while. So anybody who stepped on campus, and, and, he, and if you had one class at Baylor – you are a Baylor Bear for life. Or, uh, Aaron, if you ever need to do the uh, that that Baylor by choice or whatever, you know, there's something like that. Aaron, I'll line that up for you, okay? We'll get you one of those, like, honorary degrees. Baylor by, you know what I'm talking about? There's some kind of little deal you can do, and um, I'll get you lined up, Aaron, if that ever seems of, of interest to you, okay? Sure. Sounds good. All right. The Baylor. In fact, somebody in the Baylor by choice rode past in the parade the other day. Now, the parade was awesome. Huge crowd. Um, I tried, Aaron, to, and you could tell on our pregame show, my thought was I would kind of represent us at the parade and kind of go out there and greet everybody and have a big time and then, you know, show up in time to do the pregame show. But I sensed when I got out there that maybe they had preferred I showed up a little earlier to maybe help up help out with the setup. <laughs> maybe maybe I need to be a little bit. So, tell you what we're gonna do, uh, Aaron. I like I think you'll like this. It's a, another seven a.m. start. This Texas game has been announced at eleven a.m. All right. So, Aaron, what I'm gonna I'm gonna make a vow publicly with you now. I'm going to arrive oh by six fifteen a.m. and I will be part of the of the setup process. Now, 
both Lark and Tom do not want me to be part of that process, but I think my very presence would be smiled upon. You know, just the, the problem is they don't want me to be late, but they really don't want me to be early because then I'll just get in the way. So there's, I, I feel like I'm in a no-win situation, Aaron. <laughs> what do you think? Like, if do you think it's best if I show up at, like, 650 or 630 to offer, like, moral support? Uh... You know, probably somewhere in between those two times would be okay. All probably right. good. All right, I uh, I, I just I want to show up and occasionally I'll start kind of uh, you know do some doing some wiring and all that kind of thing. And then they, things get really scary. <laughs> oh man, it was a big it was a big day out there. And in fact, uh, we're going to talk to a guy here in, in just a, a few minutes who I spoke to at the uh, at the uh, Baylor alumni tent at the, uh, the Office of Baylor Alumni, has a games. But they did a, a really cool thing for the 50th reunion and the 25th reunion. It was my 25th reunion, and it was my parents' 50th reunion. And my parents had tickets to the formal get-together for the 50th reunion the night before. But Aaron, in true fashion, my father played golf too long with his fraternity brothers, and I think they might have missed that gathering. But they joined me. And I thought that was kind of fun. The twenty, my twenty fifth reunion, their fiftieth, and um, and I don't know how the math works out. I think they were twenty five years old when I came into the world, so that means whatever they must have graduated in twenty, you know, when they were twenty one years old. All that to say, I'm not going to try to do all the math. Bottom line is, it was fun, and and uh, and and Paul Thorpe and and uh, and Doug Furch and the whole gang out there. Um, who do we have on the other day, Victoria? I'm, I'm just trying to think. We had we we had some some good folks on, by the way, from uh, from the uh, from Baylor alumni. Now, um, we we are excited to have the following guest, who I've known since college, and then I've, he's now become one of the top surgeons in all of Central Texas. It is Dr. Lance Ellis, and uh, Dr. Ellis. Um, I'll call you that formally on the air, even though you've always been Lance to me. Um, what um, I mean, I, I understand we have some exciting news now. I, I don't know. I'm I've been going ahead and releasing the news of where you're headed. Are Are you okay with me doing that? The uh, the the ho- the hospital group that you'll be part of coming soon. Are we Are we able to uh, reveal that to our folks? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's just, it's not breaking news by any stretch. Okay. All right. Well, you are going to uh, Ascension Providence, and uh, we'll be part of that sports medicine group over there. And uh, according to Kevin Stevenson and others, this is a very, very talented group. And uh, now, now, Dr. Ellis, since you and I go back and used to play intramurals together, you're always the doctor, first doctor I think of. And so when there are major injuries, both college and NFL, I'm going to call you. And then, of course, some of your other specialists, I'll check in with them as well. Um, I, one thing happened last night, though. Dak, ha- Dak Prescott has a calf strain. And last night I thought of you, um, uh, Dr. Ellis, because you do all these knee surgeries and hip surgeries and all these kind of stuff. But now the calf strain, he had a walking boot on that strain. Today they did the MRI. But walk me through, if you would, and walk our audience through sort of the different, I, I guess there are more, there are some strains that are milder than others, so to speak. How how worried should Cowboys fans be 
about a calf strain? Yeah, uh, Matt, uh, first of all, it's always an honor and a privilege to be on your uh, your award-winning show. I'm very flattered you'd ask. And mm-hmm. it, this is a great question. This is one of those classic examples of things that people will say, oh, it's good news, it wasn't that bad, it's just a calf strain. Right? But that but it could be certainly super misleading. Uh, you know, with Dak's history, there's no version of seeing Dak in a boot that's not going to have everybody nervous, right? Get us all riled up after what that horrible injury that he sustained last season. Mm-hmm. And so you see him in a boot, everybody gets tense. Um, but his representation of it certainly said, hey, I'm fine. I'm just precaution. I'm fine. I'm going to play. Um, and it, I have not heard the reports from the MRI yet, but I'm assuming if it was something terrible, we'd have heard something about it at this point. But it, uh, you know, Luckily, hopefully not something terrible. Having said that, these things all have – you can kind of grade them out from mild to moderate to severe. And if I'm not mistaken, even one of the Kansas City chief uh, uh, receivers might be out for several weeks with a similar named injury that just came out. So you can see these things can be, oh, I kind of tweaked the muscle in my calf a little bit, um, which probably would happen if you and I went and tried to hoop it back up at the intramural gym. To me, but to someone in Dak's, you know, athletic, uh, physical uh, prowess and abilities, age, you know, likely to something minor, he, he'll he'll be able to bounce back and, and quite frankly, benefit from the fact that they've got an off week uh, this week coming up. So, Dr. Lance Ellis, the official surgeon of the Matt Mosley show, and, and uh, Dr. Ellis, there are several surgeons that have applied for that, you know, uh, one of our local surgeons, David Haynes, is an old buddy of mine, and, and uh, many have lined up to be the official surgeon of the Matt Mosley Show. You have won out, so I, 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 know that, uh, I know that must mean the world to you. It was fun to see you the other day at the tailgate, and um, I was ready to come over there and hang out with you all, and then I found out my old fraternity brother Jeff Jackson is at y'all's place, and so I had to hold off. No, I love Jeff. Jeff is uh, great. In fact, Jeff is on the row two rows in front of us at the stadium and you can imagine his son who you've met is just like Mm -hmm. him and uh the son a few years ago the son got after somebody like that was jackson and his son both were mad at baylor at that sweet 16 game in new york and to see them both kind of get after the not only the officials but our own players was very interesting but um i tell you uh (laughs) The, the this this is um, this is really going to be a great partnership in everything and uh, and we'll look at some of these um, injuries. But I, there was another one I wanted to ask you about. Tyron Smith has had some things. The Cowboys left tackle. Now this game he left with an ankle, but he was able to come back in. He's also had mm-hmm. some neck kind of things. Right. Now he had neck surgery. Now of course you know I had that horrible neck surgery yeah. from a from a bicycle accident, but his was a little different. Um, he has what's called in in the you know stingers is what you kind of call them usually in football. How nagging are those things? And then like, what can surgery sort of do to structurally kind of uh, stave that off? Because he did have surgery this past off season, and so far so good this season. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a great question. Only Matt. Only the best people end up having surgery on their neck. This is a, a medical fact. So welcome to that club. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, a great example of that, I mean, well, he's a, it's a big guy. So I walked to the 
to the uh, training room, the locker room in the game, but he was able to come back with that ankle injury, um, and which is great for the Cowboys, obviously, and for Dak. But, you know, these, the, the stinger, the term's thrown out frequently, and it really just – it's a very layman term way of saying, hey, these little nerve roots that come out of your neck and go down to your fingers – uh, and you control the feeling in your hand and these all the muscles in your arms and hands. You get one of those that just gets kind of pinched and it's going to send electric shock down. I think probably for anyone who's never had one, it's probably similar to you ever banged your elbow and said, oh, I'll hit my funny bone. You get those lightning bolts down your finger. Same idea. And they can be varying severity. Right? Again, you can have kind of like a little transient, little burning sensation or a little numb, tingly feeling all the way to I can't move my arm. And, uh, you know, certainly that's uh, way going to be way more concerning to any normal human being thinking about their ankle versus their ankle. Uh, but the surgeries almost uh, invariably are going to be designed around if, depending on what it looks like, the structure of the neck, there's something likely there's some area where they just need to decompress the space around those nerves in some way, whether you come at it from the front and and kind of rebuild the structure of the neck or you come at it from the back and do like a little, you know, I always tell patients a little roto-rooter job just around that nerve just to try to uncompress it and you'll give it, give that nerve root room to breathe. So if your neck does get hit in a funny position or knocked around that you, you're not going to just keep tweaking that nerve and sending that awful signal down that, down your arm. Uh, but they, I mean, they can be very, these can be again super mild to, you know, career ending uh, if it's, if it's bad enough. And so he, he I, if I'm not mistaken, he, missed out or sat out on practice all week uh, because of his neck, but then had the ankle injury during the game. Uh, but yeah. he's, he's able to come back and play for with both of those to, to finish the game. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about you recently as we were uh, uh, doing uh, uh, kind of uh, in negotiations with uh, Sitchin Providence. Uh, there was a Baylor player that had uh, – a meniscus tear, and I think I might have reached out to you on that one. And of course, we, yeah. uh, Lance, if he was working on one of these players, he probably, you know, he would have the confidentiality. So we always make it clear that Dr. Ellis is not the the surgeon for these different players. He's kind of talking about their injuries, which uh, doctors do from time to time. But I thought that one was an interesting one. Dr. Ellis was yeah. the meniscus tear. Of because I think sometimes people hear it and immediately think, oh my gosh, ACL. I mean, there can be an ACL, MCL, and you can do it all. Now, there can be one of those where you're only out uh, one game, or in this case, um, you know, Terrell, who is such a tremendous, mm-hmm. Bernard is such a tremendous yeah. linebacker, missed the Oklahoma State game and then was back you know, that following week against West Virginia playing extremely well, what is it about that MCL that can allow somebody to come back that quickly? Because I think they scoped him, I believe. Mm-hmm. You could speak better to that. Yeah. Yeah, I did hear that. You know, it's again, uh, it sounds like I'm saying the same thing ever again. You might have to quit inviting me on your show. But it, 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 it all varies to the severity of that specific injury. A meniscal injury is a very common thing you hear about all the time. I can tell you, as an orthopedic surgeon, when I hear on ESPN or on your show that somebody's had a, you know, uh, somebody's had a meniscus injury, they go, "Oh no, that could be terrible." But, but you also think, well, it depends. If it's a pretty subtle, you know, injury, not too bad. You could, they could put a scope in someone's knee, look around, just trim up the torn edge a little bit, just like cutting a frayed edge off of a off a rug in your house that's frayed up just a little bit, just trim it back. I mean that that. Uh, those these 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 kids are so um, such amazing physical specimen that they could get back quickly. Man, I sat in the I sat in my 
student, I mean, my um, season tickets in the Ferrell Center and watch Blake Griffin as a freshman come four days out from a knee scope to just absolutely destroy us several years ago. So you can see that 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 in of itself is very different than having a reconstructed ACL or reconstructed PCL or uh, one of these more significant collateral knee collateral ligament injuries. Um, it literally, it's just like having two, three bad little cuts on the front of your knee if they don't have to do a lot of you know structural work inside there. Now, a big meniscal tear that requires a repair, where you're going to put it all back together and sew it up and try to salvage that structure inside that that that's that's a weeks and weeks and months long injury, likely a season-ending one for just about anybody. And I, I would say to your listeners, if you're ever listening to the report, I think the thing that gets the uh, orthopedic surgeon, you know, hairs in the back of the neck stand up is when you hear like somebody had a knee scope and they did some microfracture. You start hearing stuff like oh, that. You think, man, yeah. that that's a you know, particularly you think of these basketball players. Once you hear that and they try to spin it and their agent will say, Oh, he's doing great, he's gonna rehab, you always think, Oh man, that's that's not that's not good. It's just a much yeah. different animal than Yeah, and that's that's why those uh, torn Achilles used to be when, when like a buddy of ours would have it, it's like, oh my gosh, he'll never play basketball again. But you're seeing yeah. some basketball players actually. You don't always see yep. a football return, but basketball players like Kevin Durant and others yep. are coming back from that now. And part of that may be, you know, better, uh, better surgeons, better surgeries. You know, better different ways to go yep. about this. Well, listen, this was fun. I at homecoming, it's funny. I see you, and I think of the Sigeps. And then I saw Shad Grubbs, who was our best three-point shooter ever, who was a Fiji. And then I saw Matt Johnson uh, walk by at one point. I didn't get to speak to him. He appeared to be bald. You remember he used to be curly-headed, had all that hair? <laughs> he had a, and, uh, he, had a nice he was hair. a He was a great three-point shooter for Sigma oh, yeah. Chi. So I still think of all these people as, like, whatever fraternity they played for. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, well, uh, Dr. Ellis, great to have you. And uh, we're very excited about our partnership with uh, with with Ascension Providence, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, Matt, and always, like I said, honored any time to be a part of the show. Can't thank you enough for inviting me. I appreciate it. I always picture uh, Lance Ellis as he's in surgery, just kind of in there playing the Mosley show and listening, and I think that calms him as he's performing surgery. I don't know if that calms his patients or not. It may make them agitated, but uh, that's the way I choose to kind of think of it. Um, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Let's dive back into the Baylor game, the Baylor-BYU. We'll do it with um, the man who covers Baylor for rivals. It is Kevin Lonquist who does a really nice job. We talk to him next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Quiet and calm conditions continue here in central Texas with partly cloudy skies overnight. Low temperatures fall to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow, high of 81. And partly cloudy on Wednesday. It's going to be warmer with a high of 85. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Keep up with the University Trojans on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Every man knows that you got to get it right in the bed. Hey there, Jay from Pickup Outfitters here to talk about a sensitive issue and asking you, please, don't drive around town exposing your stuff. Please cover that truck bed. This is a very serious form of truck nudity. Trucks without bed covers, and it's an easy fix. There are so many different types of covers depending on your needs and style. From folding, rolling, locking, retractable, anything from black to silver even paint to match the original cover of your truck. Now, all these are hard, rigid covers, just like they should be. Now, there are also some soft bed covers, but you know. So don't be driving around with a bare truck bed. It's like letting people peek underneath your covers. It just ain't right. See the different types of bed covers at createacommotion.com covers. Won't you help us end truck nudity? Stop by our showroom and see all our bed cover displays at Pickup Outfitters just off of Waco Drive at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys got an overtime win beating the Patriots 35-29 heading into the bye week on top of the NFC East. Dak Prescott was in a walking boot after the game. He injured his calf on the final play of the game and is expected to be fine. Movement in the AP Top 25, Georgia remains number one, followed by Cincinnati at two, OU at three, Alabama number four, and Ohio State rounding out the top five. Oklahoma State is at number eight, and Baylor is in at number 20. Monday night football tonight, Buffalo at Tennessee, kickoff at 7-15 on E. ESPN. ALCS continues tonight. Astros at the Red Sox. First pitch at 7.08. That series is tied at one game apiece. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. Second goal from the two. Straight eye behind Bohannon. Makes the handoff. Going to throw it. He's got it. Touchdown. Oh, it's Dylan Doyle, a second homecoming special. He has a touchdown rushing. He has a touchdown receiving. Two touchdowns today for Dylan Doyle. Ah, there it was, the call. Homecoming special right there for Dylan Doyle, catching the ball, running the ball, and uh, some exciting things happening there with a, a capacity crowd. And the LDS folks showed up. Uh, in droves we are now joined by kevin longquist kevin's been known to hop on a uh, treadmill when he visits with us or an elliptical <laughs> but uh kevin um it's always good to have you and uh this is a 
This is this was a really good win for the Bears. This was a standard game, as um, as Dave Aranda talked about it. Before we kind of dig into that game, I always like to kind of you're you're a guy who sent your your kids to SEC schools. The nuttiness of the SEC with LSU already uh, not even two years removed from a national title, and they've basically already fired their uh, their coach and everything. Do you think, I mean, my gut tells me that, of course, maybe they'll go for Jimbo. Jimbo says he wants to stay at A&M. Maybe, I, I don't know exactly where they'll go. But if they arrived at Dave Aranda and said, we're going to go back up the truck and give Dave whatever he needs, my gut tells me Dave Aranda is, is too smart to go put himself in that kind of environment and he doesn't even seem to me wired to want to be in that environment. Am I being naive? Because I am a Baylor um, Bear, as you know. Right. I, I would say yes and no, Matt. I think the, the I think the part for me says that he wouldn't do it because I think he needs to be a little bit more comfortable in his own skin running a program. And he's only sixteen games into it and he just squared his books at eight and eight. Um, and the fact that he's finding his footing he knows what he wants to do in a foot with the football program and really you know i i still want to throw out that first year because he didn't have an off season he wasn't as a first time first year head coach he just didn't get to build anything structurally uh to get that first year off the ground if you will and now this year he does and obviously the changes that he's made with the staff and how this team is playing far beyond what i thought they were going to be playing at this year at this point um, is all good. And I think Dave would probably like to get a little bit more settled. And I think from a political standpoint, if you do have an eye on the LSU job, you want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows O, in my opinion. So I think from that standpoint, you know, if whether that's Jimbo Fisher or if that could be Luke Fickle or even Pie in the Sky, Urban Meyer, then yeah. Um, I think the reason why he would co- go back to do it would be, Number one, he knows the he knows Louisiana really well. He's a pretty solid recruiter, as we all saw. Uh, he's a defensive wizard, and that's one thing that LSU's defense, uh, what where LSU has really struggled uh, in these last two years, is playing good sound defense. And I think that's part of it. But I don't look at this situation right now, where Dave is. For what you look at it, I don't think that he's among the top tier pursuits because remember. You know, Scott Woodard is one of those guys who likes to go for the home run hire, the big name. I mean, look, he hired Kim Mulkey to take over his women's uh, program, and then he hired Jay Johnson, the Arizona baseball coach, who just took that team to the College World Series to run his baseball program. So I think that's kind of the way that he's looking here, and I think Dave is kind of in that second tier if they don't get what they want initially. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, only at LSU. I mean, all the things that are coming out now about Coach O and the divorce, and, and they act like his dating life. You know, he kind of got the, the 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 drinking and all that stuff cleared up. He'd had issues with that earlier in his career, but but he kind of was back out on the dating market, Kevin. And 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 you know, he got to bringing all the women to the up to the facility all the time and. Uh, only at LSU or the SEC would something spiral out of control like this. Well, it's, it's truly I mean, remarkable. 
Well, you know, Matt, it's one of those things where, I mean, it's not recognized as Coach O chaos for nothing. And so, I mean, it's just, there's also just been a lot of mismanagement of that roster from people that I've talked to. And you know, obviously there's also been a ton of uh, evaluation misses too, to where they're just not getting the types of kids that they used to. And I think you could make the argument that what happened in 2019 was kind of a shield as to what was going on. Bur- Joe Burrow has the quarterback season of all quarterback seasons in the history of college football. He has two outstanding coordinators, obviously in Dave Aranda and Joe Brady, who's now with Matt Rule in Carolina, and everything just came together magnificently in 2019. Well, once everybody bailed after the 2019 season, everything was exposed. Yeah, I, that, I think you're right. And a lot of that came to fruition, and it was a perfect storm. And if you hire one of the Paulini brothers, you deserve what's coming to you. Because, I mean, you know, you've got <laughs> chaos ensues when those, when those guys show up on your campus. Okay, Kevin mm-hmm. Longquist with Rivals.com joining us. Kevin does such a nice job covering the Bears and covering recruiting and all of those things. And you can follow him um, at uh, Sikkim, at Sikkim Sports on Twitter is where I kind of can, can, can watch him sometimes. Now, Kevin, um, take me back to Abram Smith. When he first arrived at Baylor, I mean, this guy has become – a sledgehammer back for the Bears, and and quite honestly, and Ebner's more of a jack of all trades, can help you in the pass game, all that kind of stuff, uh, and has right. speed, great, uh, um, you know, special teams type guy. Abram Smith has become a lead back for this team. What what was Abram Smith when he arrived on the Baylor campus, and uh, is 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 this what was expected of him? Or is, has this sort of surprised you, uh, the kind of back he's become? Well, first of all, thankfully he is the lead back for this offense. I was kind of cheerleading for that for the last, I don't know, two or three weeks. But, you know, he, he was a really solid running back at Abilene High, and he was kind of a late addition to one of Matt Rule's recruiting classes. And so he came here as a running back, and then when they had a little bit of an issue at, at linebacker, Rule approached him about switching to the defense and playing linebacker. And then, of course, you know, Abram stepped in and played very well when Terrell Bernard went out last year with a shoulder injury at Iowa State. Um, but I think, you know, when, when Jeff Grimes arrived with this RVO approach and this wide zone offense, that he needed a more of a physical back to be the one who could operated in the way they wanted it to if they could get their offensive line to play at a physical level. And, of course, with Abrams' history of playing running back, he was a perfect candidate to do that. And, of course, since he knows it, um, he can he could make the transition pretty seamlessly there. And, you know, he said something in spring, Matt, that, you know, the fact that he played linebacker, that now that he's lined up back on the offensive side of the field, he can kind of get a sense – as to how the linebackers are going to play the run. And so he can kind of get into their mindset a little bit. And I think that's why he's been able to generate some success because he knows both sides of the football so well. And the fact that he broke off 188 yards against BYU on Saturday, uh, maybe not surprising, but what you would hope to see on a consistent basis. Think about this, Matt. He's probably going to break, he's probably going to go over 1,000 yards by what I would guess. Maybe TCU in three weeks. Maybe not. We'll see. 
But, I mean, he's going to break it. And he's going to be the first Baylor running back to, to surpass 1,000 yards since Terrence Williams did it in 2016. Isn't that something? I mean, he's had so many great backs uh, back in the day. That's, that's uh, man, 20, 2016. And and then before that, of course, Ganaway and some of those guys, and then some of the well, ones Shock that. Shock Linwood, you're a leading, the leading, uh, leading rusher there, too. <clears throat> that's amazing. We don't think of the. Yeah. We think about the receivers in the, in the Browse era, and you're right. Shock, one of the reasons how you become one of the all time leaders is you got to play early. And Shock did yes. play as a freshman, got thrown into the lineup. That may have had something to do with C-Strunk being hurt. I can't remember. But uh, Lake put up some good numbers as well. It is um, the Matt Mosley Show. Kevin Longquist joining us as we're kind of breaking things down. Uh, Kevin, that, what a what an interesting game plan that was. They really – I love that running back, Algier, at, um, at BYU, and they just bottled him up, and they did nothing in the run game. Now, the trade-off was – they, went, they threw it over the top some and had success. And that Nakua, whoa. I mean, that guy yeah. can flat-out play. And quite honestly, they were left one-on-one. I, I don't know if that was the plan or it just happened that way, but Tejada and Boogie Barnes, two pretty good cornerbacks, uh, really had trouble uh, defending those wide receivers, mainly that number 12. What did you make of that? Yeah. Was that simply – that that was really the only thing available to BYU. Uh, is that something that Baylor fans should be worried about them uh, uh, the BYU striking so uh, so much downfield like they did? Well, I think okay. So let's look at it like this: as a defense, you've got to make one thing your priority, and Baylor's priority was to shut down the running game. And it's like you can't shut everything down. It's, it's really hard to do that in today's college football. You've got to take something away and try and make somebody one-dimensional. And really, outside of those four or five deep verticals that, Jer- that Jaron Hall threw, BYU's often didn't do very much. And I, I think the game plan of saying we've got to take away Aldir from them and, because he's, very, he's been a very successful running back for them. And the fact that you know they, they know how to play the, the, uh, the wide zone offense anyway, that obviously helps help them prepare for this game i think over the top i you know that's going to be interesting because i'm sure texas is going to look at this you know they got to buy this week too i'm sure texas is going to look at this and say what can we expose against barnes and tejada over the top and putting them on an island to give ourselves a chance to expose us i think texas's offense is going to be a little bit more explosive than what byu's is going to be um but i think for the most part i thought baylor you know baylor's just basically telling byu You've got to beat us over the top with some sort of some deep verticals on this. Um, and, you know, and Baylor wants to play man. So if you play man, you're gonna you're asking for, you know, you either are gonna knock it away or it's gonna be overthrown or you're, or it's gonna get caught. Um, and you know, there was just a couple of times when Nakua made just outstanding catches on that where you tip your cap to him. It's like you, you've got to make a choice how you want to play somebody defensively. And I think shutting down the running game for the Cougars was the way Baylor wanted to do this. And obviously it proved effective because Algier didn't even have 35 yards rushing. I think he had 33. Yeah. And so, and, and, and really that score, you know, that score, Matt, that thing was not as close, even just like West Virginia, not as close as the score. So because Baylor dominated both lines of the scrimmage. We all want utopian football where it all looks great. We're stopping everything. Can't be stopped on the offensive end. 
But as I remind people, there are two teams on the field, and the other one wants to win too. So they're not just going to lay down and say, just run right over us, even though we're playing in your building. That doesn't work that way. Well, I I was I thought the BYU people showed up. I thought that was a good crowd. I thought they made some noise. That was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, that's uh, Bears better uh, shore that up against Texas and OU and not be selling those things on secondary markets. If 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 people in my section, now of course I'm up there with you in the press box, but my family's you know in season tickets. If folks do that near me. I, I I go find them, Kevin. I kind of hunt them down. <laughs> By the way, how about that Kalani Sataki? How about that guy? Did you see that on that that quarterback keeper that went for whatever it was, 45, 50 yards, when BYU scored? I've, I don't think I've ever seen a head coach get that excited on the sideline. I mean, that's the dangest thing I have seen. And you got to love it. You can kind of see – why people want to go there and play for that guy, Kalani Sataki. Yeah. I mean, that was that was kind of fun to watch. I got inspired watching Kalani over there. Yeah, I mean, some coaches just have have you know just get so involved in a football game that uh, they let their emotions uh, carry over. Obviously, they got to rein it in a little bit. And of course, he should be excited. He just got a contract extension earlier this year. So, um, but you know, it, it's I thought the other thing too is that there's a. This is this preview, basically, of what the future Big 12 is going to be, with obviously the Bears going up to Provo next year, and then, of course, the conference season with their conference schedule with, with BYU is supposed to start maybe 2023. And, by the way, it was a very nice little uh, pregame ceremony that they had with uh, Baylor officials and BYU officials just welcoming them to the Big 12 with Bob Bowlesby on the field as well. Just kind of a goodwill gesture to get that going there, and so yeah, it's about it's about the way you wanted to get it to 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 get it started there. I I think that's you know for for a conference that was in so much turmoil basically two and a half months ago, Matt, they've come out of this on the other side looking pretty good again. Maybe not as strong as what they had with OU and Texas leaving, but they don't have to apologize for it because I still think that they're kind of on an even keel with the Pac-12 as well as the ACC, as well as the ACC, if Clemson's decline kind of continues what yeah. we've seen. They're not really where they were. I mean, now if Clemson goes back, you know, we see them as a you know college football playoff contender and winning the national titles, and that kind of changes the ACC. But I think you get the point. All right, well, let's take a road trip to Provo next year, and um, I want to go see that Tabernacle Choir. I don't think they let Baptist into the Tabernacle. But if we could get a peek in there, oh, I'd love to hear that choir. I've always wanted to see them in person. The Mormons really have some angelic voices. Uh, it's a young religion, but it's a good, you know, they're good folks. Yes. Uh, and if you've ever heard them do any of their Christmas songs, especially my favorite uh, Christmas carol, uh, the Carol of the Bells, they kill that one. The Carol, <laughs> I love that. I love that you know about their Carol of the Bells. They kill, you sound like it's a team, like they killed the quarterback. The the Tabernacle Choir kills the Carol of the Bells. All right, um, tell you what I'm we'll do. At the top, that, yeah. No, at 5 o'clock, top of the 5, Aaron, if you would look up the Tabernacle Choir Carol of the Bells, that's what I want to come back with. I want to hear. I want to see if we can find some of that. Hey, Kevin, all my best, okay? Always a pleasure, Matt. Take care. 
All right. We were we were kind of on the ride home with Kevin there. I like that. Kevin was just riding home, and at least he wasn't up on the uh, the uh, uh, his uh, treadmill or whatever he's usually up to. Okay, it's Mosley. It's uh, Aaron Sexton. We continue on for another hour. Uh, it's bonus coverage on the Matt Mosley Show. And next, we talk Cowboys. What did that win mean? Is this team headed to the Super Bowl? We have a former Cowboys scout and coach that will join us next. Following an open date, the Bears are back in Big 12 play Saturday, October 30th, hosting the Texas Longhorns at McLean Stadium. First and goal at the eight. Snap back to Bohannon. He's going to keep it. Run it left. He's in. Touchdown, Gary Bohannon. Touchdown, Baylor Bears. It's the Bears and the Longhorns Saturday, October 30th. And you've got the best seat in the house for all the action right here on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly. The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. When I went to the Good Feet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports. And took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. My house has a new glow. football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner it's time to replace those old windows when you call universal windows direct it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member universal's exclusive unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by energy star for eight consecutive years they offer zero percent financing for 60 months that's zero percent financing for 60 months contact universal windows Direct for a free in home estimate, Universal Windows Central Texas.com, or call 254 301 7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. At Ascension Providence, care is more than a word, care is serving our patients. Standing with you in times of need and showing compassion when you're at your most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. 
At Ascension Providence, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetProvidenceCare.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Play fake. Boot to the right. Looking down the field. Lamb! Ten! Five! Victory! Cowboys win! The ghosts are exorcised. <laughs> uh, old Brad Sham getting it done. The ghosts are exorcised, Sham says. And uh, Cowboys uh, get the win over Belichick. We are joined now by former Cowboys coach and scout Glenn Stretch Smith. And uh, you've heard uh, you've heard Stretch on uh, this very radio station in the past. And Stretch, this was a, uh, I, I think because of who it was against, not necessarily the record, and, and, I, and I know you have a lot of respect for this young quarterback that the, that the Patriots have, but when you do it at their place and, and you do it against Belichick, it does seem to mean more. Do you feel like, uh, and you've, you've coached at this level, do you feel like when you, you're able to go in there and do something like that against Belichick, there's even more attached to that type of win? Well, anytime you can go to Foxborough and win, I mean, that's a, that's a big accomplishment. And I say big because, I mean, look at how the game was called yesterday. I mean, I, I, I was reading somewhere earlier where New England fans were questioning the last non-call against Anthony Brown. There were probably four or five holding calls in that game to me that were very – questionable calls and I'm talking about very questionable calls I uh I I didn't like the holding uh that was on Connor Williams one time I mean his hands are so far inside literally you can call holding in the NFL anytime you want to but when the hands are inside the framework I mean nine times out of ten they're not going to call that so I uh I, I thought all things considering how tough a place it is to go play how tough a place it is to get into. Uh, you know, it's one road leading in there, one road leading out of there. Um, you know, everything went against the Cowboys. I, I think they overcame, I want to say, five and first and 15s or more. They only punted the football one time, and that was after the three and out in the second half. I mean, I just, I, I think they absolutely did everything they could do in the first, you know, quarter of the football game or first half of the football game, including a bad go for it call right there early in the in the football game, then they went for it on fourth and one, didn't get it. <laughs> Excuse me, and then, you know, obviously Dak fumbles the ball right there into the end zone. You can't you can't reach the football out versus the Bill Belichick team. You know they're going to punch at the football, and then, you know, Dak makes a poor read and throws the interception. So. All things considering, I mean, this team went into a very tough place to play. 
everything going against them, not a very good officiating job, and they still come out with a win. And I think it says something for the resiliency of this football team led by the you know short-term memory loss of a quarterback who just keeps playing unlike anything I, I would have imagined coming off of that big injury. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing. 445 yards passing, and uh, I think the only thing that uh, mars that uh, win was him having that calf strain that he had on that last play of the game. Stretch, having coached and, and seen a lot of these quarterbacks up close, do you kind of trust what what the player was saying? The player is always more optimistic than, than the injury. Obviously, last night he felt great about the win and all of that. How worried do you think Cowboys fans should be about this calf strain? Because those, those things have been known to linger at times. Yeah, and, it, and I mean, it, 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 is a, it is a tough situation. And anytime they call for an MRI, I think there's reason for concern there. I do know this, and this is from talking to the, you know, to the people inside that building over there. I mean, they, they firmly believe in Dak Prescott. And I'm talking about from a leadership standpoint. I mean, and I'm, again, I, I'm not afraid to tell you. I mean, the trainers believe in that young man. It's amazing how he has really kind of gotten that entire organization to rally around him and, and, and believe in what he can do and how he leads that football team. And I mean, Matt, I, I, I keep saying this, I, I really, I'm shocked at how he played really the first month of the season. And now to think that that Cowboy offense just went and put up 567 yards against the Bill Belichick defense. I mean, it, it's pretty amazing. And it's, and it's, when you when you really think about it or when you really dive into it, it you know, four hundred and fifty something yards or you know, four hundred and forty something yards passing, it's incredible what they've done. And and again, I, I just keep going back to the fact that, you know, it was first and twenty, I wanna say three or four times and, and that didn't bother him at all. I mean that just that's just it's it's really one of those things that I don't think it's something the NFL has really maybe ever seen is how he's able to overcome you know, those tough down and distance situations. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Talking to Glenn Stretch Smith, former Cowboys coach and scout, joining us on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Stretch, would you watch the film and you of course do T V in the Dallas Fort Worth area on the ABC affiliate there? Is Gregory just jumping off the screen? Um you know, some of the uh some of the numbers, you know, Ed loves to dig into these numbers and the speed with, with which he was getting to the quarterback and getting these sacks were uh, was was extremely impressive. From a film standpoint, what are you seeing from him? Is this just a quick get off? Is it power? Is it a complete player? What are you seeing from Randy Gregory? Well, I mean, he, he he's always been a, a, you know one of those guys who can who can come off the edge. I mean, now you got to you know you got it takes you some time to then to develop a, a counter move, a second move. Uh, you you know it takes you a little time to adjust to the strength and and those type of things of the game. But here's what I'm going to say: as much as anything is, I mean, if you notice yesterday, Dan Quinn got him in two positions. And you've seen him do it with Micah Parsons. You've seen him do it with uh, 
with with Lawrence, a, a, a game one of the season before he before he got hurt. He got him in a one on one situation. That means you know that the, the guards covered two, and then the back is usually going the different direction. When you see, and, and I'm saying they're turning the protection the other way, and so when you see schematically what Dan Quinn is doing to get Randy Gregory in a one-on-one position, that's not taking anything from his ability because, yes, he's got phenomenal edge speed. He's got strength. He's developed a counter move. But as much as anything, and I think he'd probably tell you this, his defensive coordinators putting him in a position where he can – say, hey, look, I don't have to worry about the back chipping on me right here. I don't have to worry about the guard, you know, kind of hammering down on the nose and then kicking out on me. I know he's got work next to me, and I'm all I got to do is take this guy in front of me and either whip him over the top and the edge or show him my counter move and come underneath. And so, I mean, it, it, it really is. I mean, there's enough credit to go around here to all those guys, but certainly you you see the talents of Randy Gregory and you see why the Cowboys have you know ha, have have been so patient with his uh you know with his, with his inability to stop you know kind of rolling his own every once in a while yeah it it really is interesting quickly i had a college football question for you as you've coached at the college level uh, you played at the college level you've coached at the nfl uh, nfl level is there any right now? I'm not even talking about ten years ago, fifteen years ago. I'm talking about right now. If you were a head coach, or let's say you wanted to join a head coach, and the opportunities out there were Texas A&M or LSU, and they would pay the exact same amount of money, would you? Is is there? Is it? Is that almost even? Or would you prefer? And I know this is hard for a guy who went to uh, University of Texas. But I know you can take that hat off occasionally. Where, where, where would be the place you would rather be as a coach, knowing what you do about those two programs? I mean, I mean, number one, Matt, and I, and I know you understand this. I mean, you, you have to have the financial, you know, you have to have the financial support. And yes, LSU is a great program. I love Baton Rouge. I mean, I. You know, I worked with Les Miles. He did a phenomenal job down there. Obviously, we know what Nick Saban did. We know what Ed Orgeron's done. It's a great place. The the setting is a it's a it's a great place. That's not taking anything away from the city of Baton Rouge or LSU or you know that, that it's just a great place down there. But right now, where you sit right now, I mean, A and M's fixing to put another hundred and fifty million dollars into that end zone complex. I mean, you know, they've got endowments and money that just i mean i i i I don't know that they can literally it's like the 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 that they'd ever run out of money and you think about it they move they move their sports and 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 what they do from a football standpoint from one end zone to the other end zone because from the time by the time they get it into one end zone the one that they've just done the renovation on it's it it's it's expiring i mean it's it's incredible (laughs) what they've done down there and, and what they continue to do and how they continue just to pour money into a place that's, you know, that's just, uh, and, you know, it is. It's just great tradition at Texas A&M. They've got, they've got, they've got all the money that, that, that they would ever need. And then on top of that, I mean, you combine it, you know, with, with no state taxes, living in Texas. You know, I mean, I, I'm, 
I'm as big a Texas fan as there is. I mean, there's nothing like being in God's country, and that's that's how I look at it. I mean, I just think that right now Texas A&M is is just a is just a better job. And when you're set in, and I love what Jimbo Fisher came out and said today. He said, "Hey, you know what? I got recruits coming in here. I've got my ranch down here. I've got my foundation. These people support me." And I mean, certainly he he. Uh, he came out today and said all the right things, and 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 if you're listening to what he said or how he said it or emphatically the passion that he spoke with in his voice, you have to believe him. I mean, it, it, it's a great place. You know, I always like to end it, and, and I, I appreciate that perspective, but I always like a, a little uh, fast food talk with you because you were – I know it brought you to your knees when Arby's discontinued the, the cheesesteak sandwich. Late last night after doing some doomsday, which you were a part of, I, I had an old college haunt that I visited. Uh, used to spend a whole lot of time in Waco, Texas at Taco Cabana. And I, I, I ordered what I thought, I said a half dozen uh, uh, flour tortillas and some queso. And, 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 and I remember, and I ordered a couple other items, and I thought to myself, golly, they said like $10, $11. I thought, that seems like for six tortillas, that seems kind of like a lot, but but no big deal, whatever. I paid my 11 bucks, and I moved on down the road. And I, as I'm driving, you know, of course, like you, I didn't even pull out of the driveway. I jump into those things, start dipping them in there. And then right, I realized they gave me two dozen. They gave me two dozen tortillas. You know, that those big, huge, thick ones at Taco Cabana, man. Oh, my goodness. But, and uh, and did, did you have any problem polishing it off? Oh, absolutely not. I can just fly through them. I mean, just like pancakes or whatever. Just boop, 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 boop. And uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it was something I was able to plow through. I just thought I'd share that with you. I know. Yeah, you well, I I'm glad you did. Sometimes. You know, I, 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 before we went on the show here, you know, your producer called me, and, and I'm glad to hear that, you know, I, I, I love the jingle from Universal Windows Direct. So I think if we could get us a – if we could get Arby's online and then, and then, you know, we could just kind of pass them to one another out one of those universal windows and, and sing yeah. that song. I mean, it, 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 it would be touching for a lot of your listeners. So I think it's, I think that's a good idea, Mosley. Be very poignant. Always fun to have you. Uh, we will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sorry to bother you, Matt. Have a good day. <laughs> there he goes. My goodness. Glenn Stretch Smith joining us. Okay. Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas. We move right next. We've got a major, major guest from the Athletics, Sam Kahn Jr., with his Texas rankings. Where's Baylor? Where's A&M? And where is UTSA, of all things? That's next. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. C.D. Lamb tells you about his game-winning touchdown catch in last night's win in New England right after this. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching Grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, 
You're working hard to live a life you love, and you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. In a herky-jerky game in Foxborough full of penalties and turnovers and miscues, the Cowboys persevered, beating the Patriots 35-29 to in overtime as C.D. Lamb caught a game-winning 35-yard touchdown pass from Dak. C.D. says it was the first walk-off touchdown of his career. Oh, no, nah, that was an unbelievable feeling. This is my first one in the NFL, obviously. Don't get too many of those. This is the best feeling ever, honestly. Dak totaled three touchdowns and 455 yards, the most passing yards ever allowed by a Bill Belichick defense. But Dak suffered a calf strain on the final play and will have an MRI today. Trayvon Diggs notched another interception and returned it for a score to help fuel the Cowboys' rally. Dallas is now 5-1 and one, heading into the bye. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Quiet and calm conditions continue here in central Texas with partly cloudy skies overnight. Low temperatures fall to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow, high of 81. And partly cloudy on Wednesday, it's going to be warmer with a high of 85. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. 
Dallas Cowboys got an overtime win, beating the Patriots 35-29, heading into the bye week on top of the NFC East. Dak Prescott was in a walking boot after the game. He injured his calf on the final play of the game and is expected to be fine. Movement in the AP Top 25, Georgia remains number one, followed by Cincinnati at two, OU at three, Alabama number four, and Ohio State rounding out the top five. Oklahoma State is at number eight, and Baylor is in at number 20. Monday night football tonight, Buffalo at Tennessee, kickoff at 7.15 on E. ESPN. ALCS continues tonight. Astros at the Red Sox. First pitch at 7.08. That series is tied at one game apiece. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas, and always happy to be joined by Sam Kahn Jr. with The Athletic. We've uh, worked at some of the same places over the years, had some of the similar bosses. And uh, I would say, uh, Sam, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The um, This Jimbo Fisher thing was interesting today. My favorite part, and you have uh, written about this, uh, was him saying, he, that he had, he had all, you know, he was talking about all the things he had in Texas, all the things he loved about it, and he said, I've got my ranches here. I thought that was a, I thought that was a good moment for Jimbo, just to let everybody know, yeah, I'm feeling good, I've got my ranches. It was a very Texan thing to say. Hey, caught him up, I, I can't hear He's, he should be good. Aaron, I, I'm not hearing Sam. I'm not either. I don't. Let me let me check the line. All right. Well, trying to talk to Sam Con Jr. and uh, for for various reasons, I'm not I'm not hearing Sam's voice. Maybe he can hear me. Aaron, try something. If not, we'll have to uh, we'll have to give Sam a call back. Not sure what exactly is going on. I was just reading one of his stories that I. Let's enjoyed. try again. So something tells Let's me see Sam's if this able works. to Let's... hear me, but uh, unfortunately, I'm not able to uh, hear him. Can you um, hear me? Can uh, Aaron? Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Well, that, we picked a fine time for this to happen. All right. Tell Sam that we will uh, get back to him and text me. Aaron, if you can, uh, if you can hear me, it's Matt Mosley's show. We had some gremlins impacting us today. Heard it a little bit in that last uh, segment, so we'll try to reconnect with Sam if we can, because uh, always enjoy talking to Sam. And for some reason, I can't hear the man. And uh, I do like, though, I'll just talk about Sam for a minute when he does his uh, his top. This is his Texas. Top 12, and it's all the programs in Texas. And the man knows uh, his Texas football programs. And, yes, I got you, Aaron. Do we have – oh, we're going to try Sam again. If it doesn't work this time, Aaron, we're, we're, we're done. We're not going to put Sam through this. But uh, we'll give him another a chance. Sam's been writing today about, um, about this whole situation because there was some thought – that the athletic director at LSU would think of Jimbo first and what a mess it has become at LSU, especially not even two years removed from a national title. 
that they would be out having to uh, name another head coach. So we're trying to get Sam on. Sam uh, does a fine job at the athletic. I gave him such a nice introduction, and then we were not quite able to to get him on. And uh, Sam, if you hear me, just say the word. But uh, I am here. I can hear you now. Oh, Sam, my goodness. Man, we really like to kind of put our guests through some things, make them jump through a lot of hoops. So, Sam, good to be visiting with you. And, uh, by the way, uh, I I don't know how much of that you heard at the start, but great to have you. But this is is interesting because this Jimbo thing never goes away. Even now he's an A&E, even with this enormous contract, and the LSU job is suddenly open, and immediately Jimbo's name comes up because of his time with the LSU AD, because of his time at LSU. But what you heard today, and Sam, what you've already written today, do, do you kind of feel like that, that, that Jimbo is truly happy at A&M, and is it far-fetched to believe that there's some way that he could end up next season as the LSU head coach? Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet on him being a bad version. Let's not forget he's had a chance already to take this job uh, in 2016 when, when Orgeron ended up getting it. That, you know, LSU, uh, Jimbo was somebody that LSU vetted and considered, but obviously they went to the Tom Herman route initially. They went to Ed O, um, you know, when Herman pulled out and eventually went to Texas. So it's not the first time that we've been down this road with Jimbo. And I do think – I understand why people connect him there. You know, he's got a lot of roots there because of – his seven seasons there winning the national championship, I believe is who some were born there. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of ties and, and his friendship with Scott Woodward, but he gets everything he wants at Texas A&M. They have given him the keys to the kingdom. He's got a guaranteed contract for the next 10 years, upwards of $94 million. Uh, they That's fully guaranteed. So that's number one. Number two, any facility upgrades or any resource support that he wants from A&M, he asked for it and they work to get it done. So that's a pretty good situation. And and three, he's really happy there. He, he's you know he recently got married last year. Uh, you know they they enjoy College Station. He's got a ranch about a half hour away from College Station. He, he's into that. Uh, you know he also owns one in West Virginia where he's from. So uh, he's got a really good setup there at Texas A&M. And obviously they're being very successful. You know they they went nine and one last year. They're five and two this year. They've beaten Alabama. And uh, LSU does have some advantages because. LSU is in a better recruiting situation. They're the only Power 5 program in their state. Uh, they're in a talent-rich state. And clearly, you can win national championships there. They've done it three times in this century. A&M has not won once at 39. But I think Jimbo is really, truly happy at A&M. And I, I would find it highly improbable that he ends up at Baton Rouge next year. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree with you. And uh, and I, I this whole thing uh, with Jimbo now, it'll be interesting to see now let's go to another coach that could come up. And again, you've you've talked about this AD likes the splash hire, and and we know what what kind of coach he's going to go after. Do you think uh, my alma mater, the Baylor Bears? Do you think if if and of course I hope they continue to win these games. In fact, in the uh, in your 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 twelve uh, schools that you come out with the Lone Star Twelve, the headline here says Baylor is flat out good. I love seeing that. The only possible downside is, are one of these schools going to come after Dave Aranda? Um, Sam, would that, I mean, that would surprise me if Dave entertained something like that because he's still so new at this whole head coach thing. And because that, I mean, you talk about stepping into the frying pan. That's a rough, (laughs) 
that's a rough transition right there. Do you think do you think I'm safe with Dave Aranda at least staying at Baylor for a couple more years? I think so. Just and you visited with him a lot. I, you know, I've spent some time with him this off season, and I just don't get the sense that he wants to step into the pressure cooker that would be in Baton Rouge. As as we've seen, they're making a move less than two years after winning a national championship. I don't get Dave Aranda is not built like other head coaches. He doesn't strike me as the guy who wants to move around a lot and that is there just to chase championships or chase money. I think he's very deliberate and very strategic, and I do think he's going to be at Baylor for a while. The the one if there was one job I would think that would might intrigue him that's open is USC because he's got some Southern California roots and. I think while that's a high-pressure job, I don't think it is to the same degree that LSU is. But even that said, I think he's so early in his Baylor tenure, and I think he really is trying to build something there, that I I would be really surprised if he moved on from Baylor just as quickly because he just does not seem built to me like a lot of other coaches do that are going to job hop and pursue other big-time opportunities. And, And I say that knowing that he's been there at LSU and he understands it, but he was there as a coordinator. He only had to deal with the media once a year when he was a coordinator there or in the postseason if they did get there. And he was mostly able to just sit back and spend time on the whiteboard and teach defense, which is what he loves to do. That's his heart at heart. That's yeah. Dave is a ball coach who wants to spend time on the whiteboard. And that's kind of him and his element. Being a head coach entails so much more than that. And he's it's taking time to adjust to that. And I feel like he's adjusted to it really well at Baylor. But it's, I think, a much more controlled situation at Baylor, and there's a lot less outside influence at Baylor. And I think he likes it. It fits up with his value system. It fits up with his personality. And I think he's such a good fit for that university that I couldn't see him moving on just after two years. All right, talking to Sam Conn Jr., you can read him uh, on the in the Athletic. And, uh, Sam, I'm, I'm interested, you know, talking about Dave, but this Baylor team, which you seem to be buying stock in right now, obviously the A&M win over Alabama, uh, put them in the number one place in your rankings. But when you look at this team, and you spent time, like you said, with Dave, get a really interesting offseason about Dave. And, boy, he does seem like he's almost too introspective to be a head coach at LSU. You know, they don't really appreciate people who look at themselves and give you all these thoughtful answers and all this kind of stuff. But uh, this team is fascinating in the sense that of all those teams you ranked, I don't know if anybody in that group has a defensive player like Jalen Petrie. I mean, he's unbelievable. Bernard's a great player. You saw what Doyle did. You commented on it. Uh, played both ways at fullback. Uh, caught a pa- touchdown. Ran for one. Had a sack. What, what about this Baylor team right now, Sam, grabs your attention the most? Um, and and what, what has kind of surprised you the most about this team? I think it's the offensive line play because that was, to me, the biggest question coming into the year. You know, even when when I was up there in the spring and visited with Jeff Grimes, he, he, was, he said it flatly that, hey, I'm, I'm not sure if we're there yet from a depth standpoint in terms of what they needed up front. And certainly they, they got some big additions. You know, Jacob Gall coming in the transfer portal from Buffalo was a huge one, uh, and he's been fantastic this year. But them taking to Grimes and Mateos and that scheme, the, the way they have executed it, and just the night and day difference from performance. This was a team that had trouble protecting the quarterback last year, and they had trouble trouble opening holes for running backs last year. And now all of a sudden they're one of the best rushing teams in the country, and they've done a great job of protecting Garrett Bohannon. 
to me, the transformation that they've gone, gone through offensively with Bohannon's play, Abram Smith, a running back, it all goes back to what they've done up front, and that's credit to Grimes and Mateos, and also a credit to Aranda for having the ball to make the change after one year. It's not easy to make a coordinator change after one season, but, but he clearly identified something that needed to be changed. He wanted something to fit more with what he felt like this football team should look like philosophically, and it's worked out really well to complement what's already a pretty good defense that I think we thought was going to be pretty good considering how much they returned. So I've been really impressed with that group, and I think to me that's been the biggest difference in why they're 6-1 and one right now. All right. Uh, and, and who knows where this thing is headed, but uh, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And you're right, last year did not seem to be the real deal. Now, this other teams, the other teams in your 12, it's a fun rankings that you do. And the cool thing is, all the way down to six, I mean, I, you resisted the urge, I know, to put those Cougars right ahead of the Longhorns. The Sark's going out there, and he keeps losing. I know you wanted to get those Cougs in front of them, but you held off, and you've kept the, the, um, the Cougars at six. What do you think's going on? And, of course, we're looking at this thing because Baylor's getting ready to play Texas. Is this a – are they snake bit right now? Do you think what happened to them against OU – is this almost a mental thing? Because obviously they can go out, get leads, and then you know two times straight they've they forfeited sizable leads. What's going on with that team right now? Yeah, I think it's without question it's mental because I came away from that Oklahoma game thinking that that Texas team could play with anybody in the Big 12 and beat anybody in the Big 12 simply because of its offensive firepower. You look at B. John Robinson – you look at the way Casey Thompson has played since he started and Xavier Worthy, that true freshman receiver they've got. I mean, those are three terrific skill position players, uh, hard to match that trio in the conference. But clearly, and Sarkeesian said it on Saturday after this loss, they have some kind of mental block that when they get a lead, that there's negative thoughts that creep in their heads and they're wondering when's the ball going to drop. And I think that goes back to this. This is a team that even in the Tom Herman era struggled to win one possession games. It struggled to win close games. And I think for some of the veterans that are still on this team, that is still an issue clearly, because I don't think ability is an issue. There are talent deficiencies on the roster. Well, there are up front on the offensive line. They've got to get better. I think they've got to get better at linebacker, but I think they got enough talent to be a good team in this league. But, but I think a lot of it goes back to the mental aspect, and I'm really, really curious now coming out of this off week what they're going to look like when they go to Waco on October 30th. That's going to be really telling for the rest of this season and also what kind of what kind of job we're going to see from Steve Sarkeesian because he's got to hone in on this and he's got to get these guys right. Uh, even if they don't beat Baylor, they've got to come out and play well and set the tone for the home stretch of the season. All right. Well, I want to invite you to come into uh, come to Waco for that game, and I'll be doing a live show at the number one coffee house in all of Central Texas, Common Grounds, up on stage. Yes. And I well, want you to, to. Oh, good. Yeah, I want you to come visit with me there. And then I also wanted to. Uh, I also wanted to mention to you, Fort Worth, someplace called Goldie's. Is that how I say this? Goldie's, number one on the New Texas Monthly barbecue list and uh have opened in 2020 that that was news to me have you been to that place by the way i have not i have not been to goldie's the the main place in fort worth that i've been to is heim which is where they sell okay. the bacon burn yeah. ends 
I have not okay, been well, to Goldie's. I'm certainly maybe not going to go anytime soon because now that they're number one, the lines are probably going to be super long. Yeah, yeah. But, I just but yeah, uh, I thought... but I saw Helberg made the top fifty. I, I love Helberg. Yes, yes. Noico. That's that's out uh, there. Well, it... yeah. And, uh, and I've got you know Truth Barbecue, which is down here in Houston, is one of my personal favorites. Made the top ten. I was excited to see that. And Evie Mays and Lubbock for I know you guys. I think you guys host Texas Tech this year, but. Uh, Evie Mays in Lubbock is a stop that I always make when I go up there. It's uh, it, I, I, today was like almost like a holiday. I wish I didn't have to work today because uh, the top, top fifty barbecue list came out. But uh, but I love I love to see some of those places and uh, and uh, definitely I make that a point in my travels around the state to try to go to all those places when I when I make my travels across the state. Yeah, well, listen, uh, appreciate you. Always fun to visit with you. Your next Hellberg meal is on me. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate you. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Sam Kahn Jr., there he goes with The Athletic joining us. It's Matt Mosley's show. Cowboys News next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody is covering check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including Baylor football with a bowl qualifying sixth win of the season on homecoming. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. Join us Wednesday, back live from Rudy's from 7 to 8 p.m. and hear from men's basketball coach Scott Drew and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Wednesday here on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Bears have second and goal at the two. Bohannon under center. Straight eye behind him. The fullback is Dylan Doyle. Doyle gets the carry. He is in. <laughs> Dylan Doyle, the linebacker, gets the call. Touchdown, Bears. Dylan Doyle lined up at fullback, runs it in on homecoming. One of the highlights from Saturday, a 38-24 Baylor win over Brigham Young at McLean Stadium before a season-high crowd of 48,000-plus. The Bears put up 303 yards on the ground Saturday, 534 total, in winning to run their record to 6-1 and one on the season. After the game, we visited with Bears head coach Dave Aranda. 
Coach, congratulations. Nothing makes a homecoming happy like a homecoming football win, and you guys did that today. No, well, thank you. You know, awfully, awfully proud of this team and um, you know, the, the players, our players and our coaching staff. I think this was a standard game. You know, there really wasn't any outside, you know, loss or any negative force that was kind of uh, pushing us to, to go and do what, what we just did. It was more from inside and, and um, you know, living up to a standard, making decisions daily to, uh, to be our best, you know, and uh, have our best Monday practice, Tuesday practice and all that. I think that's what, what came out of today. Coach Aranda and the Bears now 6-1 and one on the season with the victory and open date this upcoming Saturday. Next up, the University of Texas in Waco to play Baylor on Saturday, October 30th. Also from the weekend, Baylor Equestrian, a 12-7 win over Texas A&M. Baylor Volleyball completes a two-match sweep of Kansas, 3-1 on Thursday, then 3-1 on Friday evening. And Baylor Soccer plays Texas to a scoreless draw in overtime Friday night at Betty Lou Mays Field. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location, and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. The Premier Gun Range Experience is coming to Central Texas. Republic Gun Club is a unique one-stop shop for those who want a high-quality, memorable experience. Republic Gun Club is the only full-service indoor gun range between Dallas and Austin with a training center, on-site gunsmith, firearm retail, and an event venue. There's no reason to go anywhere else. Special membership rates are available now. Visit republicgunclub.com for more information. Republic Gun Club, your home on the range. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. Dallas Cowboys got an overtime win beating the Patriots 35 to 29 heading into the bye week on top of the NFC East. Dak Prescott was in a walking boot after the game. He injured his calf on the final play of the game and is expected to be fine. Movement in the AP Top 25, Georgia remains number one, followed by Cincinnati at two, OU at three, Alabama number four, and Ohio State rounding out the top five. Oklahoma State is at number eight, and Baylor is in at number 20. Monday night football tonight, Buffalo at Tennessee kickoff at 7:15 on E. ESPN. ALCS continues tonight. Astros at the Red Sox. First pitch at 7.08. That series is tied at one game apiece. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas.
ESPN Central Texas. A lot of stu- good stuff today. Lots of guests. We had a surgeon on. We've had big-time folks, uh, Sam Kahn Jr. from The Athletic. We've had a lot of Cowboys talk going on. And, uh, boy, I tell you, there's just so much uh, happening right now. And the uh, <laughs> there's just I mean, a lot of NFL. Tomorrow, let's get in the NFL. I think the good news today for the Aggies is Jimbo Fisher was very dismissive of the LSU talk and talked about how much he loved A&M, loved all the ranches. So he's got a ranch, as Sam told us. He's got one in Texas. He's got one, I think, West Virginia, where he might be from. He's got all of that. And then let's remember today, and we'll have some of this in the dismount coming up, but uh, the, uh, the, the Bears, uh, they came out with the AP Top 25 men's team, and the Bears checked in at number eight. Okay, number eight overall. Now, Kansas, the Jayhawks, bring a lot of guys back. And so Bill Self appears to be loaded. He's num- They're number three overall. The Zags, Team Baylor, knocked off to uh, win that national title. I say knocked off. They just manhandled them and, um, and, and won the national title. Gonzaga is number one in the country. UCLA, two. And then um, uh, University of Texas under Chris Beard, Checks it at number five. I find this really interesting, and he's done a good job. He's put, he's brought some people in there. But Aaron, don't you kind of feel like that if Shaka was still there, like part of this has to do with Beard and the excitement over the Beard name, uh, putting Texas in that top five. I don't think Shaka, even if he had the same players, would be in the top five. Do you agree? Ah, uh, you know. Usually that's the case, but they're really, really loaded this year. They they had some good recruits, and then they got a couple of really top transfers. So I I don't know. I I think it'd be close, but I think you're probably right. Just just because of how underachieving Shaka Smart's teams have been yeah. the last few years, I think they wouldn't be this highly rated. No, I think you're right on that. All right, the Cougars show up at 15. They were in the Final Four. Arkansas, the Hogs are at 16 under Musselman. They do, a, they do a really – Rick Barnes' Tennessee team checks in at 18. And really, that's kind of interesting because the Big 12 is just all loaded up there at the top. Three Big 12 teams in the top 10. I find it very interesting. I'm going to look at this thing one more time to make sure I'm not missing it. But uh, the cockiest coach <clears throat> in the Big 12 now is Porter Moser. Uh, from uh, for OU, and I do not see them, Aaron, in the top 25. OU, I mean, that is really, uh, you would think getting a big-time coach like that, they had a few people coming back, but no, they are not in the top 25. Texas Tech did receive a few votes. You uh, Red Raiders out there, if you're wondering, and uh, the old TCU did not. And so uh, we'll uh, we'll keep our eye on all of that action, but it's going to be a lot of fun this season to see how the whole the Big 12 shakes out. And then, of course, uh, people are wondering today, where's uh, where's Dave Aranda? Where's our usual visit with Dave Aranda? And then the, the ESPN Central Texas, it was supposed to be our one-on-one with him. Well, because of the bye week, they're pushing everything back, and that'll be next weekend. So we'll get into that. It is the Matt Mosley Show. It is ESPN Central Texas. We will have the dismount next. 
When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something then let the pros at mallory screen printing embroidery do the job for you they can customize your logo on t-shirts caps dress shirts golf shirts winter apparel and more stickers for any occasion banners and signs large or small see more at malloryprint.com or call 1-800-433-2220 for your next custom screen printing or embroidery check out their full catalog at malloryprint.com the one stop for your farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, Bar None Country Store also has fencing products and panels with gates and culverts, plus a good selection of deer feed and feeders. They also have the latest styles of men and women's clothing, plus those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude. Go by and see Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Genco and me. Refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment, so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. Thank you, Genco. And don't forget, your vote counts. Vote today for your local school to win $1,500 with Genco School Spirit Competition. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. You hear the music, you know what it means. It is time for the dismount. Step into our lounge and we say goodbye and bring you all the latest. Uh, reports are that Dak Prescott is looking okay. The tests are fine and that uh, uh, and so I'm looking at some of the uh, the various thoughts here. Mike McCarthy uh, said that the uh, MRI just confirmed that Prescott has a right calf uh, strain. He will rest this week. He said the medical staff, this is according to John Mashota, a friend of ours, uh, writes for The Athletic, is, quote, optimistic. That's what McCarthy said. He will be able to play against Minnesota after the bye week. This guy has shown that he will play through pain. Came back from a really, really bad injury. But, of course, this is not going to have the time that it takes to get back from that one. I think it's going to be okay. And uh, so... We have fun day today, lots of guests. We'll have more tomorrow, and we'll take you all around the NFL. As we start to talk about the Cowboys being mentioned as a possible team 
to win it all. Mike McCarthy, much more. Some Cowboy guests lined up for you. We look forward to it. Hope everybody has a great evening. See you tomorrow at 3 or 4 o'clock. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll give you the players of the week from the Big 12 Conference.